Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Works Christian Church, right here in beautiful Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. Here, I will discuss theology, doctrine, politics, social and cultural issues, pretty much anything I feel like talking about. But basically, I flip tables. Please remember to download each episode. That's very important. Download each episode. Hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you today? Now, what is going on in Ohio? Really, I want to know. What's going on in Ohio? There has been yet some more. Yes, I said some meaning more than one, train problems, derailments and such, in Ohio of all places. Remember, we talked about the train derailed, de- derailment in uh, New Palestine. And then about a month after that one, another one just happened. This was just a few days ago. I believe it was March 4th. Today is March 7th. So I believe it was March 4th. What day was that? Today is Tuesday um seven six five so maybe saturday just a few days ago and so another one another train derails in ohio of all places and we had some good friends that were staying in ohio in that area thank god that they weren't there when that when all that happened because who knows what could happen but at least well i say at least we have been finding that our government and our media is um less than forthcoming you know uh look at these january 6th videotapes that have been released and now are being published and looked at by people like you and me uh, it's on tucker carlson's program and really basically what it proves is something that anybody with half a brain knew all along is that they were lying to us that January 6th wasn't what our government and our media was trying to make it at all, not even close. But nonetheless, we'll talk about that hopefully in a moment. So here's another one. Okay, so this is a second Norfolk Southern train derails in Ohio. This is a, uh, uh, what is this? This is a news article on from ABC News, but it's on MSN, uh, Microsoft Network, uh, dot com is where I'm looking at it, but it's a ABC News uh, article, and this was actually published yesterday around 2 p.m., which would be, what's today, Monday, 2 p.m. So it says here, it starts like this, second Norfolk Southern train derails in Ohio. Um, I don't see who wrote this. Maybe it's at the bottom. Anyways, no hazardous materials were involved after a Norfolk Southern train derailed Saturday near Springfield, Ohio, officials said. The second such incident in just over a month. So they start this article just after the title. No hazardous materials were involved. You know what? In uh, New Palestine, when that train derailed, we there was hazardous materials, but they'd really trying to downplay it, especially in the beginning, and getting people there to really uh, assess the problem and fix the problem was really slow going. You know, um, Pete Buttigieg, who's in the secretary of the Department of Transportation, I believe it was twenty three days, something like that. Twenty three days it took him to get to the site. I mean, I don't know. 
you know, maybe he was afraid to take the fast train, so he took the slow train. <laughs> I'm sorry, just having a little fun with this, ladies and gentlemen. But really, honestly, it's no laughing matter. Just laughing at the people who say they're in charge and they, they can make this all better, and they can't, and they don't. And this, this uh, administration from top to bottom, has failed all Americans, and especially in this regard, failed those in Ohio horribly. And again, I said this before and I say it again. I am really watching this because, like I said, if I was a betting man, I would bet that there is a government agency behind maybe not all these derailments because accidents do happen. But this is not coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. This is not coincidence that all these train derailments, you know, when I did some research on it, <laughs> I found out that here in the United States of America, now check this out, they were stating that upwards of 1,704 train derailments happen every year in the United States of America. And when I read that, I thought, why aren't we hearing about this? At least I'm not hearing about them. You know, I'm not hearing about them. Then all of a sudden, since well, for me at least, for about from November of last year, which is just a few months ago, until today, we keep hearing of train derailment after train derailment after train derailment after train derailment. There was that one in New Palestine, uh, Ohio, approximately a month ago. Now there's this one again in Ohio, Springfield, Ohio, or near Springfield, and it's the same um, company, Norfolk Southern. And then to make even matters worse. <clears throat> I was doing some research on this one and I just typed in, you know, a uh, second train derailment. And then this other article comes up on ABC News of how in Cleveland, Ohio, a train and a dump truck collide early Tuesday in Cleveland, killing the train conductor as he stood on the outside of a car, authority said. <coughs> so this is three. I don't know if this one actually derailed, but this is three major accidents with trains in Ohio, in a very, very short period of time. Now, ladies and gentlemen, one of these could have been an accident. Maybe all three could have been accidents, but I don't believe in coincidence. When you start seeing the same types of things happen in the same, you know, basic area, like in this sense, Ohio, yes, it's a state. I understand that. But happening so quick and so fast, I don't know. I get weird vibes about this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, I... I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I would bet money that there was actually some government agency behind this for some nefarious reasons. And usually when the government is behind something um, as evil and wicked as this, it's, it's usually to gain some major control over the people of the United States. We've seen this over and over and over and over again. We saw this all through this so so-called... COVID pandemic, we saw this all through the, the rollout and the and the issuing of the COVID shots, the jabs, and we still see this today. We see this more and more and more and more in, in other areas. So again, I don't believe in coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. There's something going on here. There's something that our government is not telling us because they are behind it. And you watch. Oh, you watch. You know, I don't mean sit back and just stare at your TV until it happens. I mean, you watch. There's going to be somebody out there that's really going to start pressing this and start getting to the bottom of this because, you know what? 
You can't keep up the ruse forever. Somebody's going to figure this out. Somebody's going to find this out. Somebody's going to get down to, as they would say, brass tacks and get this thing uh, and expose this thing. And it needs to be exposed. This is absolutely ridiculous, all of these train derailments. I mean, I'm 56 years old. And as long as I could live, I've heard of train derailments. I've heard of train wrecks. I've heard of people jumping on the track and getting killed. I've heard of cars stalling out on the tracks and getting hit. I've watched videos of these types of things happening. But never like this, ladies and gentlemen. Not on this level. Never like this. Now a dump truck? Now maybe, you know, it sounds like, the way it's written at least, that that could have been genuinely an accident. But here's the thing that gets me. Okay, let me read just a little bit about this dump truck one. Cleveland, Ohio. A train and a dump truck collide early Tuesday in Cleveland, killing the train conductor as he stood on the outside of a car, authorities said. The crash happened about 1.30 a.m. when the dump truck, which was carrying a full load of limestone, approached a stop sign at the Cleveland Cliffs Cleveland Works steel plant. <clears throat> Cleveland police said in a written statement, the truck, which had stopped, moved forward and hit the front left side of the train as it moved through a crossing, police said. The 46-year-old conductor who was standing on the side or on that side was struck in the collusion and pronounced dead at the scene a short time later, authorities said. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know really what's going on over there in Cleveland, Ohio. It says they were always at a, a steel mill. And um, so I can understand maybe they have night crews going all around the clock and, and, at those types of places. But a dump truck out full of lime at 1.30 in the morning. Now, I've worked construction <clears throat> and my family's worked construction. And there's has been times that I or somebody in my family's had to work really late at night for different things. It just seems odd to me. And this is just me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying this has never happened before. It just seems odd that a dump truck full of lime is out at 1.30 in the morning when most construction sites and most construction is shut down till about 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so he's out at 1.30 in the morning and, and then it just so happens again that it's not an accident running into a parked car, running into a pillar, running into a tree running into something of that nature. It's a, again, it's another train. Now, I'm not saying that he set that up. I'm not saying anybody. I'm just saying, I just find it odd that all of these things are happening with trains in Ohio. In Ohio you know, and I did my podcast on the 15-minute cities and how even all of this can be working its way into those 15-minute cities and ultimate control over people in these cities and thus, ultimately, in our nation, but either way, even if that's not a connection, even if I called it wrong on that one, don't you think it's odd that there's so many of these train derailments happening in Ohio? I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I think we should really look into this. We should press our uh, local and uh, our local and state representatives to look into this because something is off. Now, granted, I guess it could just be that these trains are really wore out and literally falling apart because that's what they're trying to make it sound like. But then again, why aren't they grounded? If they're, if they're having these many wrecks and these many derailments, why aren't these trains grounded? Either way you look at it, no matter what, no matter what it ends up being, the cause, we can still say that this government, this administration, and Pete Buttigieg, 
who was, um, again, the head of the uh, Trans- Department of Transportation, they're failing us. Because at what point do you step in, Pete, and say enough's enough? Too many accidents shut down so we can go through every one of these uh, cars, these engines, the tracks, and make sure that they're safe because there's too much damage already. And especially with these toxic chemicals. The second one that happened, the second one that happened in, where was it? Uh, uh, Springfield, Ohio. They said, oh, no hazard. That was the first thing they put. Oh, no hazardous materials were involved. However, from what I understand from other articles and such, there actually were hazardous materials on that train. It just, they claim that there was no leaks. But I want you to think about that for just a minute. What if there was a leak? Or what if there was a leak and they're lying to us like they have been lying to us about so many other things all along? I mean, let's face it. Do you trust this administration at all to tell the truth? I certainly don't. There's something hokey going on here, ladies and gentlemen. There's something really off, something really strange about all of this. And and I would... I want to encourage all of you to look into this. You know, don't just turn on the evening news. Come on, let's face it. Turning on the evening news and and just going by what they say, I mean, you may as well just stick your head in the sand. You know what I mean? You're not going to get the truth, at least the full truth from them. You're going to get some little nuggets of truth, but spun in such a way, in a way that they want you to to hear it. So you'll you'll end up with the wrong idea. (laughs) You watch this train company, Norfolk. Now, I'm not even going to say that they're not... Uh, to blame because it's their trains. But at the same time, um, why isn't somebody stepping in? Why isn't somebody from the federal government or, or the state government, somebody from the Department of Transportation and stepping in and saying, listen, dudes, we need to shut this down at least until we go through and make sure these trains are safe. I'm looking, as I'm talking to you, there's a little video. Uh, I have the sound down, but a video that actually caught all of this on tape, the, the second one in Springfield. And you know what? It's just the danger, the destruction, the money, the time, all of that, just to go in this, the people, they shouldn't have to deal with this. They shouldn't have to keep dealing with this. I understand accidents and you just can't, you know, get away 100% from true accidents. They just happen, mechanical accidents and things like this. But three train wrecks in Ohio in about a month? This is absurd. This is absolutely absurd, and this is terrible. The damage that is that that it's caused, and and I'm watching this as they had to clear out a whole area, and they're offloading some of these um these cars, these box cars loaded with goods and such, you know, just to get them out of there. I mean, this is, and then they say, oh yeah, no toxic hazardous uh, or hazardous materials were involved. You know what? If there was a fire and paint is burning, that's toxic. If oil was burning, that's toxic. If rubber was burning, plastic was burning, that's toxic. Whatever was burning, unless it's just wood, it's toxic. So when they say no hazardous materials were involved, I understand what they mean. There's no you know, chemicals in those boxcars or chemicals on a chemical uh, car. But if there was a fire, there's it's toxic. It's hazardous. Anybody that was around there breathing that uh, could suffer some damage and become sick. So it's not exactly 100% true when they open up an article saying no hazardous materials were involved after the Norfolk Southern train derailed Saturday near Springfield, Ohio. That's bogus. Now, one of the reasons why I'm talking about this, and I I didn't really have time to just develop a, a good segment, honestly, where we can get into a little bit more detail, but I, 
I'm leading up to something else. I'm leading up to another lie or ongoing lies, I should say, <laughs> from our government, from our media to the American people. And that's about the uh, January 6th events, the insurgency, the the attempted takeover of the United States of America and its government. That's how they've been saying this. Now, January 6th, what year was that? That was what? two years ago, three years ago. Anyways, um, it was part of a what they called Stop the Steal. Remember when, I guess that was 2020, January 6, 2020, but um, when Biden ran against President Trump and then Biden won by a landslide and there was absolutely no way in, in, in a real world situation that Biden could have won at all, let alone by a landslide. So as they were just about to call it and everything, there was a rally at the Capitol building there in Washington, D.C., Capitol grounds and the, and the mall, you know, and, um, and it was called Stop the Steal. So anyways, my wife and I actually were there. And, and let me tell you briefly what I, what I saw. Okay, and then I'll get into these uh, videos that are being released. What I saw was, I, I couldn't even tell how many people there I'm going to guess, and this is just a guess because there was a sea of people. I mean, there were so many people there. I'm going to say there was at least a half a million people there, maybe more. I, I heard different reports because when you're on the ground in the middle of it, of course, I can't get an aerial shot nor a count. Some people said there was upwards of a million. Some people said a little bit over a million. There were some that said, no, it was barely 250,000. So I'm guessing, like I said, so it was anywhere from a quarter of a million to a million plus people. So I'm going to take the middle and say about a half a million, but it doesn't really matter. It was a huge sea of people and it was extremely, not just peaceful. It wasn't just peaceful. It was uh, peaceful in the sense that there wasn't any violence. I mean, all those people and everybody just having a good time. There were some people that brought their, you know, we used to call them boom boxes, their big stereos and was playing worship music, Christian worship music. There were some that were uh, playing and singing uh, patriotic music. And this is going all over the place. So like say, so if you can imagine over here on this hill, there was this like a whole group of blasting worship music and praying, praising God. Uh, you know, maybe uh, a, a few hundred yards from them, there was another group playing patriotic music, you know, and, and, and saluting the flag. There was American flags everywhere. I mean, just almost as many flags as there was people, people just carrying them and waving them and loving this country, <clears throat> supporting President Trump. There was speakers at different places, you know, they set up these little stages and different ones would come through and speak and, 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 and encourage everybody. And not once, ladies and gentlemen, not once, even when President Trump got up and spoke, not once was there a call to violence. Not once did any of the speakers, including President Donald J. Trump, not once did anybody call for violence, uh, call for destruction, not once. And, you know, they tried to make it out that President Trump was telling the people to go take the Capitol or, or do violence or destroy stuff. Not once did that happen. Okay, so my wife and I was listening to our president, President Trump, give his speech. And afterwards, he says, now we're going to have a peaceful march over to the Capitol. And that's what happened. Everybody left peacefully and everybody walked over there peacefully. But here's what happened. <clears throat> when we got to the um, 
I believe it's the backside of the uh, Capitol. Actually, it's the part that faces the mall, whatever is front or back. They're both beautiful. They're both awesome. There was just so many people there shouting bullhorns, music, and everything like that. It was still peaceful. It was it was rowdy in the sense of lots of noise, but no, there wasn't any problems. There wasn't any fighting. There wasn't any violence, nothing like that. So we decided to walk around the other side just to get a look because I that was like the first time, no, second time that I've been in Washington, D.C., but the first time I actually had the chance to get that close to the Capitol building and some of these monuments and such. So we wanted to walk over there. Oh, and on the other side of it is we were standing between the Capitol and the Supreme Court building. So that was really interesting, just being between those two buildings. And then what happened was we started to walk away. We were actually going to leave. Uh, we just felt we did what we needed to do. We were there. We were praying. We were giving our hoorahs. We were supporting the president, supporting the stop the steal. And we started to leave. But then we started noticing that from the street, uh, there was a, like a little side street that came up around the um uh, Capitol building, we noticed a bunch of buses coming. I didn't think too much of it at the time. You know, there were so many people there. Now, this is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you just the flat truth. And I've said this many, many times. And I've been called a liar. I've been called an insurgent. I've been called treasonous. I've, I, I'm all kinds of nasty things. But this is what I saw. So when we walked over there, we seen uh, uh, two buses, two big buses being escorted in by... I don't know what agency, but some police agency. They were actually on Harley motorcycles, like motorcycle cops. And they escorted them in, showed them where to park. And when these guys parked, the people getting off the buses were all dressed in paramilitary uh, outfits. But I knew it wasn't police because some of them had beards. Some of them had a little bit longer hair, things of that nature. It wasn't your typical police look on the people, but they were wearing like almost riot gear or a SWAT team kind of outfits, you know. And I told my wife, I said, wait a minute, we can't go yet. Something's going down. Something's about to happen. And I was confused because, again, some police agency escorted these buses in, showed them where to park, showed them what to do. And then they offloaded and they all walked towards the Capitol. And then, so my wife and I decided we'd follow them about 100 yards behind them because I'm, I got this real strange feeling that something was going down. Something was happening. What are these guys doing here? And I didn't want to get caught in some kind of weird crossfire, uh, um, you know. And anyways, when we made our way back towards the Capitol, this group disappeared on one side of the Capitol building. I mean, when I say disappeared, they just blended in with the crowd and they made their way up. And so what we did is we went to the side of the Capitol between the, um, uh, the Supreme Court building and the Capitol building, okay? And it was just mellow. There was just people walking around. There was some police up on the steps at that time, but they were just standing there, like basically keeping people away from the doors and from the windows. That's about it. There was no problems. There was no uh, violence. There was nothing. And then we heard somebody, they ran up and they said, yeah, they're, they're, they're tear gassing people over there. And they found a pipe bomb. And I, I thought to myself, what's going on? Because this was so peaceful. Why did they just walk up and start tear gassing? And then a big old cloud of tear gas came our way and we got gassed. By the time it hit us, it wasn't bad enough to make us leave. It was just put a little, you know, almost like chopping an onion. You can feel a little tingle in your throat. And, you know, our eyes were tearing up just a little bit, but nothing super bad. But I knew, yeah, yeah, they, 
They, they pepper sprayed or tear gassed somebody over there. But we didn't know why. We didn't know what was going on. Okay. So then a little while later, because we're walking around there just praying and everything, a little while later, somebody comes up and, and, and says, you know, they broke into the Capitol. They broke in. All these people broke in. So I put out a video at that time and, and I still have the video on my phone and it's on social network and has been. And I, I often wondered since then, why nobody's come and talked to me? Why nobody came and talked to me? I was there. So anyways, I put out a video that, hey, this is not us. This is not the Trump supporters. This is not the Patriots. And how do I know that? Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. When we did finally decide, okay, now it's time. We need to, we need to leave. Um, it was really cold there, windy, cold, and there was nothing else that we could do. And everything was starting to get broken up because all of this confusion, and that's what it was, really confusion. But what was so interesting, not once did the, the, did the police, I don't know if it was Capitol Police or call whatever, that was on the outside of the Capitol where we could see it, none of them went inside to stop what was going on inside. As a matter of fact, there's a gentleman that walked up those steps and was yelling at the police why don't you guys get inside to stop this? This is not us. This is not what we're about. This is not what we do. Those are criminals. Go get them now. And they completely ignored the guy. They didn't even say anything. They did. They just they acted like we weren't there. So anyways, when we were walking back, we, we walked pretty close to that area where the buses were escorted in. And there was a group of these guys already back near the buses. Uh, in like maybe two or three small little groups of about five or six each, you know, just like buddies hanging out and they were kind of laughing and joking and, and they were literally high-fiving one another. And I, and I walked up to one of them because I, again, I thought these were police, you know, but they didn't, their hair, their beards and all that didn't say police, but their outfits did. So I asked him, Hey guys, what happened? And the guy spun around and he says, we took the Capitol. I said, well, what do you mean? we took the Capitol because I, again, I'm still in the mindset. These are like, um, I don't know, national guard, police, federal police officers, something. What did they mean? They took the Capitol. He says, yeah, we broke in. We took the Capitol. And he laughed just as a, another, a woman. Um, and this is what I really started. It really started sinking into me. Okay. This woman, she had some paramilitary, uh, garb on, but she was rather, I hate to say like this, just a rather big woman. She couldn't wear it very well, what she did have on, and she didn't have all of it, but she had this bright pink hair and um, some, you know, piercing. When I say piercings, I don't mean just a couple of piercings in her ears. I mean, piercings in her lip, nose, all over the place. And, you know, I did a double take and I said, okay, this is not police. This is not official. So they started to walk away. So their back was to me. And I, and I just, I wanted them to turn around because I wanted to get a good look at them this time because it made sense. It was starting to sink in that this is not military. This is not uh, uh, police. This is not federal officers. So I just said, hey, man, you know, you guys, uh, you know, be careful out there. And he turned around and he faced me. And right, he had these black straps on this, on this, uh, like um, uh, some type of vest. I don't know if it was a if it was a bulletproof vest or something like that, but it was some type of vest, you know, black. And I could see these black straps, maybe three inches wide going uh, across the center of it. And in the middle of the strap, right about, you know, right as chest level in the middle was the Antifa symbol. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me correct. 
It was the Antifa symbol on this guy's um, vest that he was wearing. I didn't really notice it before because I really wasn't looking for it. I wasn't paying attention. But when pink hair showed up, I realized, wait a minute, this is not official. Something's going down here. Something isn't right. And when I saw that, that's when I told my wife, okay, now we, I know we need to get out of here and try to figure this out because you know the, we knew by then the capital was taken and tear gas had been uh, uh, shot into the crowd or something. And you know what's funny? What really tipped us off that all of this was really happening the, the way it was happening, we kind of knew something was going on, but my daughter called us from out of state. She wasn't there in Washington, D.C. It was all over the news and they were really building this up. It, it almost sounded like People stormed the Capitol and they were blowing it up and tearing it down and, and catching it on fire and taking uh, um, prisoners. And she says, oh my God, are you guys okay? Is that what you? We're like, yeah, none of that's happening. None. And ladies and gentlemen, in the beginning, none of that was happening. Okay, so let's fast forward all of this just a little bit more. When we started seeing the initial videos and especially the videos that people that were there were posting i was like yeah that's the way it was it was peaceful it was clear but they actually showed somebody caught on video now get this ladies and gentlemen when they were and there was some idiots up there trust me there were some fools up there there were some people that were doing stuff they shouldn't have done but 99.99 percent of the people there were just peaceful um country loving I don't mean country music. I mean, they love this country. They're patriots. And they were there just to support and stand against the tide of tyranny that was that has been coming and at work in our country. So when they came up there, and I see these videos, raw videos from people that were on the ground, taking videos, taking pictures of it, you could clearly see in different ones where there was actually people inside. And the only people that was inside at that time, at that time, were the police, the Capitol Police. They were opening the door for people. And as a matter of fact, one, and I, I don't know where, what happened to this one, but I, I clearly saw one where they were handing out baseball bats from the inside to the outside. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me correctly. So when we started putting all these things together, I'm like, no, no, no. Again, somebody in our government, some agency, and I'm telling you right now, they're working with the liberal Democrats. You should have seen... Washington DC when we got there all the all the businesses were saying yeah we've got to close up and board up because we're expecting riots we're expecting all kinds of things we're expecting looters we're expecting this. so they were literally boarding up their built businesses shutting down early and none of that happened do you know why it didn't happen because it was conservatives not liberals it was a conservative rally not a liberal rally they were treating us the way they should treat the liberals. You know, you remember those liberals like Antifa and BLM and everything that burnt down cities, burnt down their own neighborhoods, threw rocks and did all that kind of, you know, flipped over um, um, cars, and automobiles, catching them on fire. But it was mostly peaceful. Now, January 6th, where it really genuinely was mostly peaceful, no fires, no rocks being thrown, you know, none of that stuff. And yet they treated us like they should be treating their own. That's how double-minded, that's how twisted, that's how wicked, that's how evil the Democrat Party and the media is. They could be standing in front of a burning neighborhood going, yeah, this was mostly peaceful protest tonight. But then January 6th, where 99.99% of the people stood outside and told the people inside to get out. Oh, it's so destructive. They try to take over the MAGA, the MAGA people. Oh my gosh, they're here to destroy and take over this country. Now we see 
with the release of these videos that everything that I said for the last two years about January uh, 6th, I was completely right. Completely right. Yet again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pat myself on the back, but I'm, I'm not trying to sound like I'm bragging, even though I am bragging, but just to make a point, ladies and gentlemen, it would do you good to stop listening to the naysayers. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I hope this doesn't sound too self-serving or too much like I'm bragging too much, but I just have to say this, and, and I'm just being honest with you. And I and really, I'm going to say it in a question. Since I've been so right on so many things, not just a little right, but 100% right on so many things, why aren't more of you listening to me? Why aren't more of you listening to me? And I'm just saying this because if it was anybody else, if it was anybody else, I'd say, we need to listen to that person because they're right. Do you know why I liked Rush Limbaugh a lot? I didn't get to listen to him as much as I would like to, you know, and, and I'm very, very sorry that he passed away. But I really liked Rush Limbaugh because not only was he enjoyable to listen to, he was very talented. He was a talent on loan from Gaul. And I, I, and when I first heard him say that, I said to myself, man, he's really arrogant. But the more I listened to him and the more I heard him, I started to realize that, yeah, maybe he was just having fun with it, saying things like that. But nonetheless, he was right. He was right most of the time and most everything that he said. And the few areas that he wasn't right, usually it was only because of bad information that was being sent out. So he was commenting, talking about, and using information that he would get from the news media. Um, and sometimes, <laughs> you guys know how the news media is, Sometimes it wasn't right, but he usually, almost always could read through it. Now, I said that to say this, Rush wasn't the only one out there. Now, I don't, com I don't, I am not a news commentator. I do not claim to be, all right? Most of the time people say, hey, did you hear about what happened yesterday? I'm like, uh, no, because I don't often pay attention to, all, especially the, you know, what I would say maybe smaller stuff, usually the bigger stuff like this. I pay attention and I get into a little bit. So when I say, you know, yes, I've been right. I, ha I could have to say that about my wife. She was right. You know, it's funny. I have to give a little bit of a plug. Just don't tell her I did this. Um, I was doing some research for my health and found that salt, of all things, is can, can be very healthy for you, even your blood pressure. Okay, now, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, because I know you've been told that it's bad. But if you, if you eat the right amount of salt, not taking it out of your diet, but adding to your diet with the salt, potassium and magnesium, because those three work together, it's actually very, very good for your heart, very good for your body. And it actually will start settling a lot of health issues where most doctors just say, stop eating salt. Well, then it messes you up even more. So my uh, pastor Adriana of our church, she really likes a lot of salt. And I typically, up until this, I've been training myself to eat more salt because I had... I don't really, up to that point, didn't really eat a lot of salt. I didn't like a lot of salt. And she likes everything really salty. And she's actually a very, very, very excellent, good cook. And the only thing that I would ever criticize her cooking on was just a little bit too much salt. So she always knew if I was coming to eat, she would cut back on the salt, but she would load up hers. But she was always an excellent cook. And it always frustrated me because I'm like, all I could taste is salt. And I know you're an awesome cook. Just leave the salt out because I love your cooking. So anyways, as I'm talking about this one day about how, oh, I found out salt. And I kind of known this, but I was, you know, more focused on it because of health issues. Uh, she said, oh, so I was right. So ladies and gentlemen, I actually had to 
at least admit that she was right in the sense of eating salt. So my hat goes off to you in that area, Adriana, but don't anybody tell her that I said that. I don't want her to uh, think that I'm get, getting soft. Anyways, um, but again, it comes back to this. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, forget me for just a moment. Take me out of this because I just sound like I'm being a braggart and oh, he's just a big old arrogant braggart. Uh, maybe I am. So take me out of the mix. It will do each and every one of us, it'll do you very good to start listening and pay attention to those who have a track record of being right. Listen, if you want to invest money, have some money to invest, find somebody who has a track record of being right in their investments, whether it be stock market, real estate, whatever, that knows what they're talking about and is right. That person that has what we might call that sixth sense. They can see what others can't see. They can hear what others can't hear. They can sense what other people can't sense. Find that person. If you, ladies and gentlemen, ever want to, you know, lose weight, you know, you're just looking, I want to lose some weight. Well, find somebody that has a track record that's right in the area of helping people lose weight. Maybe they themselves lost some weight. They can help other people and they have helped other... Find people with a track record of being right in that area. If you want to work out and and pack on some muscle or something like that, same thing. No matter what it is, if you want to excel in in life, if you want to excel in a certain area, in business, in finances, in health, in relationships, you find the people that have a great track record of being right in those areas, and then you learn from them, and you do what they tell you to do. And if they say it, You know, if you have somebody out there that's been 99.99% correct when it comes to, say, financial investments, and and you just, I don't know, maybe turn on the radio, turn on a podcast, turn on the television, and there they are saying, hey, the next hottest item is pork bellies. Buy pork bellies. I'm not telling you to buy pork bellies, ladies and gentlemen. That was just kind of a joke from many, many years ago. So don't go running out and buying pork bellies. I am not an investment guru. But if the investment guru that really knows what he's talking about says buy pork bellies, it would probably do you good to do what he's asking or saying to do if he has an awesome track record. The people that have had these long, great, happy marriages, you listen to them. Hey, how how can I have a happy marriage the way you have? Tell me the most important things that I should be doing with my spouse, you know, and, and listen to them. Don't, don't, don't go to the guy or the woman. You know, I'm an expert on relationship. Really, how many times have you been married? 18 times. That's why I'm an expert. <laughs> I had a friend tell me a long, long, long time ago, he goes, yeah, I like marriage so much that I, I've done it three times. That's not what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. The expert on marriage, because they've been married one time happily to the same person for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years or more. Listen to that one. So back to this. It would just do you good. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really honestly not trying to brag. I'm just really trying to make a point that when you have somebody that just keeps hitting the nail right on the head and is, is correct, it would do you good to not question. Because like I said, when I started talking about January 6th, two years ago, people called me a liar. I was called uh, um, a traitor to our country. I, I, I was told that I should be thrown in prison and have the key thrown away. All of that. I mean, and some of those were from conservatives because I was part of an insurgence. I tried to take over the Capitol. I tried to do that. And it's like, no, none of those things happened. I did not do those things. I was not inside the Capitol. I had no desire to go inside the Capitol. And the reality of it is, 
there was, like I said, a minimum of half a million people there. If that half a million people wanted to take the Capitol, there weren't enough police in the state, in the surrounding states that could get there fast enough to stop that. But that didn't happen. Why? Because that's not what we were there for. So anyways, back to this. So we realized, because here, again, running running in the, not really in the background, I, I'm, I'm watching it as I'm talking, is some of the video, just some clips of the video where they have this guy, what's his name? Uh, the the Q&A shaman, they called it. Jacob Chansley, I believe his name is. And it literally shows him, and, and you can't miss this guy because he had this like uh I don't know, like a buffalo head dress kind of a thing with the horns on it. He had his face painted like patriotic red, white, and blue. He had a stick like he was some kind of shaman or something. That's why they call him the Q&A shaman. And there's there's actually video of him um, walking around and being escorted inside the Capitol building by Capitol Police. One of them in particular, showing this guy around, opening doors from him. And there's certain pictures or certain captures of this video that show other Capitol Police just standing there, just standing there, not moving. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. So here he is, Capitol Police, escorting. Not When I say escorting, not behind the guy, not like he's trying to take him away and get him handcuffed, walking in front of him, opening doors as if, as if he's the, uh, you know, he's the guy that's going, let me just show you around, you know, and let me, let me just open this door for you. Here you go, sir. And it's ridiculous, you know, especially when you have Capitol Police and such outside in riot gear, refusing to come in and stop that. It wasn't like there wasn't enough police for what was actually happening. They were just standing there. They were just standing there doing nothing. It was like a show of force, but that was about it. And isn't it interesting that the actually the, the Capitol police officer that was on video playing tour guide to Q&A shaman man killed himself the next day, supposedly. I have a feeling that he was a friend of of the Clintons, you know, because he committed suicide the next day. And since then, several of those uh, officers committed, supposedly, allegedly committed suicide. Why would they do that, ladies and gentlemen? Why would they do that? If they were in the right, if they were doing their job, if they were just doing what they were supposed to do, and they felt good and they were felt good about it. I'm thinking that at the end of the day, if, if I'm just showing this guy around, I must be feeling good about what I'm doing. I can go home and go to bed and go to sleep. I'm not going to commit suicide. And no other healthy person would commit suicide. And maybe that's the point. Maybe he wasn't so healthy. Maybe he was dealing with some mental um, illness or mental stress. Well, then why was he still on the job? See, no matter how you look at it, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how you look at it, again, we have been failed by our government. We've been failed by the Capitol Police. We've been failed by the uh, mayor or whatever they call, the, uh, you know, District of Columbia, the mayor who was strong, staunch Democrat, of course, at the time, who ordered the building shut down and everything boarded up and all that. She's the one that did that. Yet, she wouldn't bring in the National Guard. She was so worried. So shut down all your build, all your uh, buildings and everything. Let's put up some plywood so all of these conservatives are not going to go in there and burn down your building but she wouldn't bring in the National Guard? I mean, come on, what in the world? Do you see how backward this, so no matter how you look at it, you know, I'm not trying to get the people that actually went into the Capitol off the hook because that was just stupid, regardless of what they thought, regardless of what they meant, regardless regardless of what there was on their mind. It was just flat stupid. You just, I mean, 
I knew enough that when I heard that it was broken, stay away from there. I'm not going to get thrown into that mix. I'm not going to get thrown into that mix. No way. That's why I put out a little video. This is not us, ladies and gentlemen. This is not us. This is not what we do. There's some idiots in there, but I'm not one of them. So no matter how you look at it, no matter how you look at it, there was a huge setup on the federal government side. There was a huge setup even on the uh, D.C. mayor's side. The Democrats, the liberals, they set this up. They certainly set this up. None of these things are coincidence. None of these things are just happening. And with the release of this video, have you noticed, if you've been paying attention, just the release of these videos, just talking about it, man, now, now all these Democrats are in an uproar. They're literally freaking out. Why? Because now the nation can see that for the last two years, we've been flat lied to about what happened and how it happened. We have been lied to. Ladies and gentlemen, your government is lying to you. It, I'm not telling you this, you know, just as a conservative. I'm not telling you this as a Republican. I'm telling you this as an American. Your government for two years has been lying to you. And those Democrats that were in charge, the Nancy Pelosi's and the people like that, lying to you. Even the Mitch McConnell's, the rhinos, lying. Liz Cheney, lying. The media, liars. They've been lying to us all along. Was there a big insurgency? Not when you have Capitol Police showing people around and opening doors for them. That's not an insurgency. That's a welcome to my house. Come on in. Wipe your feet before you come in. It's just amazing to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is absolutely amazing. And so many people still are not getting it. They're just not getting it. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wake up. I'm telling you right now, the American people are going to wake up. And 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 conservative, uh, you know, liberal, we're all going to wake up. Well, I'm not going to say all of us. Come, some people, they'll never get their head out of their Google. But many of us are waking up, as we are right now, waking up to the truth that we've been lied to, we've been cheated, we've been deceived. And for what purpose? With these train derailments, with January 6th, with COVID, with the shots, our government has been flat lying to us. And it's time for a revolution. Now, before anybody goes, runs, and get, grabs a gun, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about a violent revolution, but it's going to take a revolution. And my hope and my prayer and what I'm actually calling for is a peaceful rev uh, revolution. Peaceful in the sense of nonviolent, no bloodshed, but nonetheless still a revolution that flips this nation right side up again to where we can start living out what this nation is all about. A lot of people say we can't, we've got too much debt, we got this, we got that. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, you get the right people in authority, you got the right people backing us, and you get the 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 whole of the nation behind the right people in our government, and we'll flip this nation around in in literally a year. Even with the debt. A lot of people are so concerned about the debt for the next, you know, thousand years. If we keep going the way we're going, yeah, I'm concerned about it. But if we get somebody that stands up and says, we can we can deal with this, boom, we can deal with it. We can turn this nation around in, in uh, a year, two years tops. Trust me on this. I've been right on so many other things. Please just trust me on this. And let's stop putting in power the people that keep lying to us, keep deceiving us, trying to pull the wool over our eyes, and trying to use all of it just to gain more and more and more control over your life, over my life, over our children's life, and over our future. It's time to rise up and say enough's enough with these train derailment. Let's figure this out and stop it. 
Enough's enough for this January 6th lie and nonsense. Let's put an end to it. That's a circus anyways. Enough's enough with all this COVID nonsense. Enough's enough with all these foolish jabs that are now killing people. Remember Fauci? Oh yeah, it's perfectly safe. Um, Joe Biden. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The cockroaches were running and the chickens were eating and you know, and then there's the moon man and then and the, the shots are perfectly safe. And then, you know, we don't know what he's talking about most of the time, but he did somewhere in his incoherency say the shots were safe and we find out now they're actually killing people. So enough's enough. Number one, stop taking it. Number two, stand up and say enough's enough. We're not going to put up with this anymore in our country. We're not going to put up with this anymore in our states. We're not going to put up with this anymore in our community. We the people are in charge and it starts, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, it's time we the people start acting like we're in control. It's time that we the people rise up and say, enough is enough. Thank you again for joining us at Table Flippers. Please check out our merchandise. We have hats, hoodies, water bottles, all kinds of cool things. You can find all of our merchandise at tableflippers.com. That's tableflippers.com. And please write me. Please let me know how I'm doing. Write me at gwccrobert, that's one word, gwccrobert at gmail.com. Give me the good letters, give me the bad letters, tell me the great things I'm doing, tell me the bad things I'm doing. I want to hear it all. Have a great day.